0: Thank you, Pastor Isaac. Good morning to all of you. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord and worship together. Now before uh, we launch into the preaching of the Word, uh, let's commit this time to the Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence here this morning. Lord, we welcome your presence God, what a privilege it is that we are able to gather together corporately as a family of PCC, as well as your children, O oh God, to come and lift up our voice in adoration to you. Lord, even at this time, we'd like to commit the rest of the service into your hands. Lord, we ask that may our hearts and our minds continue to be held captive by your word. The Lord, may your word brings hope, brings encouragement to us this morning, May your word also help us to build up our faith and to help us to draw closer to you and to lean upon you based on the word of God. And Lord, most of all, we surrender the whole service into your hands. The Father, we pray that God, you will glorify and magnify yourself through this worship celebration. And in Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. 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 I'd like to invite uh, Zach Chai to come forward with his one-and-a-half-year-old uh, son, Gabriel, uh, the mother is serving downstairs at the children's church, and uh, they are part of the uh, IGC district uh, cell, cell group, and I'd like to ask him only three questions. He was a bit apprehensive, he was a bit nervous, but I managed to encourage him to come. L- take a good look at Gabriel, isn't he handsome? Yeah, yeah he's one and a half years old. Yeah. Now Zach, I'd like to ask you three questions Is Gabriel able to change into new clothes every time? No, not yet So who helped him to do that? His mother His mother helps him Okay, now the other thing is uh, Who helps him to shower? His mother His mother also, alright Now who fits him? His mother as well. His mother as well, okay. So basically, as you look at this little Gabriel, he needs a lot of help. Little Gabriel depends a lot upon the help of his parents, actually. And obviously, he, he's here this morning, not because he caught a grab, not because he drove, but because his parents brought him here. And so, little baby Gabriel, or toddler Gabriel, depends a lot of help. Thanks, Gabriel. Give them a big hand. You know, not only does Gabriel or babies or toddlers require help from their parents, but in actual fact, if we are, if we are to admit, we will realise that we also are like little Gabriel. Maybe we don't need people to feed us, we don't need people to change us, but I believe that you and I, we require help at every station of our life. If you are sick, you will require help from Dr or doctors depending on what kind of sickness you go through or what you have been diagnosed if you need loans financial loans unless and until you have really really you, you really have the cash and you say i don't need bank loans majority of us who wants to purchase a car or even a house will always look to a bank to help finance us to buy the property or that car. And even that, if you were to buy a house, not only do you need to have a bank to loan you money, but you will also require, you will also require lawyers to drive out a contract for you. And so you depend upon them, you don't actually write out your own contract and go to the bank and say, This is the contract that I wrote. No, you and I, we are actually depending upon the help of others who can assist us. And you know, it is true. And some of us, we think that, all right, I have enough insurance policies. And we think that our insurance policy can protect us. But sometimes it may not be totally true as well because sometimes we may underbuy. And therefore, when, when we require that, We may even use up the insurance policy. And so friends, this morning, let us not be like what Ben Franklin said. And I I think many of us have said this statement before. Ben Franklin said, God helps those who help themselves. Sometimes we think that we just want to help ourselves. We don't need help from other people. We we want to be a Mr. Do-it-yourself because that is the right thing to do. That is what... Sometimes many of us have been taught. And so we quote this many times, "God helps those who help themselves." But the truth is, not, is this that it is not a biblical statement. The true biblical statements means that scriptures teach us that God helps those who seek His help." And so this morning we want to look at Psalms 121. We want to be encouraged, we want to be reminded by this psalmist who wrote Psalms 121. And Psalms 121 is known as a song of essence. This is a song that the people of Israel would sing as they made their way to the temple in Jerusalem to worship God. It is a psalm about trusting in God's providential care. Now it must be words of comfort, songs of comfort, a great source of comfort for those weary and for those tired travellers to be reminded of God's protection on them as they travel. Friends, you and I are on a journey. Maybe today, this morning, as you are seated here in this auditorium, in this hall, you may be feeling tired. You may be feeling weary with the burdens that you are facing, with the challenges that is that you are facing in your life. But I want to encourage all of us here this morning, we will look at the Word of God and see how the Word of God can help us to have that hope and that faith in God. So the Israelites will sing Psalms 121 as they journey towards Jerusalem, towards the temple. And I believe also that Jesus, when he, he was young, when he was about 12 years old, when he followed his parents and his relatives, so to speak, journey all the way to Jerusalem, they would have sang this Psalms 121 as well. And later when he was with his disciples, they also sang together with Jesus, Psalms 121. So it's about God's providential care. The thing is this, friends, do you need help from God this morning? What kind of help do you need from God? If you need God to intervene in your situation, in your life, right now, today, then this psalm is for you. And the message that I have for this our message this morning is God is watching over you and indeed, God is watching over you and over me. Even you are seated right here. Let's stand together as we read the Word of God. Psalms 121. So only a short eight verses. Let's read it together. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot sleep. These eight verses from Psalms 121, we can learn three truths. Truth number one is God is our great helper. The second truth is God is our protector. And the third truth is God will keep us from all harm. Let's look at the first truth. God is our great helper. We can see this in the first two verses. Verse 1 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Friends, hills or mountains are symbols of strength and stability. They are really beautiful. They are great in size, long-lasting and unchanging. When we go for our mission trip in Nepal, we will see the mountainous range. And it is really beautiful, and by the way, this is one of the photos from Nepal taken from uh, not taken by us, but it, we took it from Google, but that is the mountain in Nepal. Even when the team is there, whenever we pass and see the mountainous region, all the team leaders will take out their team members will take out their cameras and they will start to snap the beautiful mountains. So that is an attraction about mountains because they are majestic, they are firm, they are steadfast. But the mountain is a creation from God. It reveals the power of the Creator. It is the God who created the heavens and the earth and He is a powerful God who created these mountains. And one of the names for God is El Shaddai. The Most High God, He is above all others. He is our higher power. See, friends, God is bigger than the mountains and God existed before the mountains was created. You and I, we should not look to the mountains for help, for strength. But we lift up our eyes towards God who is up in heaven, who can help us in our time of need. Psalms 90 verse 2 says, Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the, to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And if, you, and if we were to read from verse 2 onwards, we will, we will notice that God spoke. He spoke and things came into being. That is how powerful our God is. He speaks and things happen. You try and speak and see whether things will happen. You, know? you speak water, see whether water will, will fall down from, from the ceiling. No, it won't, ha- it won't happen. But God spoke and things came into being. That shows that this is a God of majesty, a God of power immense power, almighty power that God has. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 12 says, but the Lord made the earth by His power and He preserves it by His wisdom with His own understanding He stretched out the heavens. So from these three verses we can safely be assured, we can safely recognize that the God that you and I worship is a God who possessed unlimited power unlimited wisdom and he is the god of heaven and earth and he still reigns today see god has every resources and he can meet your needs today he wants to be your helper so i want you to look at your situation in your life right now And you compare to the God that has been described in the Bible, the God who spoke and things came into being. That before the mountains was created, God exists. That is how God is a powerful God compares to the situation that you are living in. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. He's not only an almighty God. He's not only a powerful God, but He is your refuge. He is your strength. And He wants to help you. This is an invitation actually. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So what an encouragement to know that the Creator of the universe is your helper and also your friend. How big is your problem today? Today. How big is your problem today? I want you to compare, right now wherever you are seated, to compare the power of God against the situation in your life even now at this moment. He wants to be your helper. The question is, will you want God to intervene? Do you want God to step in and help you today? There's a story of a young woman who started work in a textile factory. And inside the factory, there was a sign that says, when your thread becomes tangled, call the supervisor. And this young woman was a new employee. She's new to this job. And she started working and suddenly she realized that her thread became tangled. And she thought, it's okay, don't bother the supervisor. I'm sure I'm able to manage it. I'm I'm able to handle it. And so she began to handle it on her own. And the more she handled the situation, the, prob- the problem, the more it became worse. So it came from bad to worse. So after that, she said, I give up. I cannot solve this. So she decided to call the supervisor. When the supervisor came, she told the supervisor, hey, supervisor, I did my best. The supervisor was annoyed with her. The supervisor said, no, you did not. You did not do your best to do the best means that you should have called me when you encounter this problem you should have called me are you like that woman who is handling the issues in your life and you think that you are able to handle it you know it's true that sometimes we can solve our problems But it is also true that sometimes the more we want to handle it, the messier it becomes. And sometimes, you and I, we also realise that we have no answer to our problems at all. And we are desperate for an answer. But yet, we still don't turn to God to help us. So what is the source of your help this morning? The Psalmist knew who His help comes from because Psalms 121 tells us that the psalmist said that his help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. So the first point is God is your helper. Second, God is our protector. From verse 3 to 6, it says, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon. Remember I said that this is a song of essence in which the Israelites, they sing this song about God's providential care as they journey all the way to Jerusalem. It is unlike today when you travel. You have many choices. You can either travel by train, by bus, in your own car, or you can even travel uh, in a plane. You have multiple choices, but not for those people who are travelling to Jerusalem to worship. They have to walk they have to ride on a camel and they have got to sometimes ride on a donkey as well. And it is a treacherous journey. Why? Because they are exposed to many threats. One of the threats is that they are open to be attacked by robbers. As you and I have heard from Pastor Wilson's message last week about the Good Samaritan. The other threat that they can face is from wild animals like bears and lions who may pounce on them. And a third threat threat that they face is the weather, the sun in the day, the dust in the day and maybe at night and also at night also. They also face a different threat, the moon and also wild animals that will come out at night as well as in the day. And here we notice in Psalm 21 verse 5, the psalmist used the word Lord in capital letter twice. When we see the word Lord spelled in capital letters, it means Yahweh. Yahweh is God's covenant name. It is a name that speaks of God's covenant relationship with His people and His faithfulness to them. The name Yahweh in the Old Testament pointed to God's covenant relationship with Israel. As believers in Christ, you are also are in a relationship with the Lord. You are part of God's covenant people and you can trust God's faithfulness to you in Christ and you can trust God to be your helper in your needs today because God doesn't want you to come only when you cannot manage. But but what God wants you to do is to come to Him every day, every time because you and I, we are needy people. In verses 3 to 6, the psalmist tells us some of the ways that God watches over you. In fact, the Greek word for watch is shamar. Shamar means to hedge about, to guard, to protect. It's a type of area, it should not be Greek, it should be a Hebrew word shamar. is to hedge about, to guard and to protect you. So, what does God protect the Israelites and us from. First it says God will not let your foot sleep. he who watches over you will not slumber. Just now like I mentioned that the journey to Jerusalem to the temple is treacherous because they can be robbed, and in fact over here they can even fall as they go up and down the roads and hills. And falling is a great danger. You and I, we don't like to fall, especially people of our age. You don't know. Once you fall, you may have a broken arm, a broken leg, a broken hip. And if they were to fall and they have a broken leg, arm or hip, that's the end of their journey. They cannot journey all the way to Jerusalem to worship God. They have to go home, go back. Somebody will have to carry them back. And so they realize the importance and looking to God to protect them. Let's not even talk about a broken leg, broken arm or broken hip. Even a tiny blister on your leg, you cannot wear your shoe and you cannot even walk. It's going to cause you a lot of pain. You know, in 2008, when PC sent a team to Nepal to do an exploration uh, trip, I was in one of the teams and before I went, this is my first trip to Nepal. I actually bought a hiking boots, and I did not wear my hiking boots until I went to Nepal. That was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. And so, on the eve before we start to hike up the mountains, I put on my hiking boots and walked around the town, the, Pokhara, the, the 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 town of Pokra. And then I found that I had a pain on my leg. And I, after I went back to the hotel, I saw that my goodness, there's a blister. So I decided to put plaster on my, over my blisters. And then I thought that it's going to be okay because I'm going to wear a socks over it. But when I did all this and put on my boots, I started to walk less than five steps. I said, I cannot wear the boots up. Because why we are supposed to walk for eight hours with a backpack on our back up the mountains. How are you going to walk with a blister on your leg? So I had to remove my boots and Pastor Palin said, hey, why are you removing your boots? Put on your boots, let's hike together. Pastor Palin was leading us from RGBC. I said, Pastor Palin, I cannot. I said, if I were to wear, you got to carry me. <laughs> and so I removed and I put on my crocodile sandals. I had to walk on my crocodile sandals up the hill, up the mountain for eight hours on that day. We stayed there for two days and then after that, the next day, we started to walk for seven hours to another village. By the time I came back to Penang, the next day, I had to go and see one of our orthopedic doctors who was at that time working in General Hospital, Dr. Ng Kai Un. He did an x-ray and he said, Pastor Thomas, I have to put a plaster of Paris over your left leg. And last night I asked him, I met him downstairs. Hey Pastor, uh, Dr. Ng, can you remember? He said, actually I cannot remember, no. But, but you really came. I said, yeah, I said, GH. So, I, so he said, how high was the plaster of Paris? I said, you plaster from here all the way to here. So is it you you hopping around? Yeah, I was hopping around with my with, with, with the crutches, and I remember Pastor Lydia was telling me also, hey, why don't you take the wheelchair home and then ask Pastor Chabi to move you around the house? And that's what we did. So don't talk about broken legs, don't talk about broken arms. Even the blister itself on your leg, you cannot. You cannot hike. So we all need to look to to God, for God's protection. You know, for those of us who don't hike, who don't, who don't love to walk, maybe you may not fully understand or appreciate the problems when we have a broken leg or even a blister upon our leg. It will cause us a lot of pain and inconvenience. And so for the Israelites, it is a real, it is really a major concern for them. They were afraid to fall and to break something. But here God promised His, faith, His fearful children that He will not let their foot slip. Psalms 37, verse 23 to 24 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Friends, you and I, we will face challenges in our lives. But the good thing is that everything that happens to us takes place under the watchful eyes of God. Secondly, God who watches over you will not slumber. Now, this is so comforting for me and I believe for many of us that the God that you and I worship doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. In fact, uh, I I, I personally hope that none of you will cringe in fear. What? You mean that the God that I worship doesn't sleep? That means everything that I do, He takes notice? But the thing is is that, friends, it it gives us great comfort that He is a full-time God He's not a part-time God. He is on duty, fully alert. 24-7, 365 days, he is watching over you. In those days, in the old testament times, there are those who worship the false gods, and they think that their gods do sleep and had to be awakened. First Kings chapter 18, verse 27 says, About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed, for surely he is a God. Perhaps he is daydreaming or is relieving himself or maybe he is away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be wakened. It is not only in the Old Testament times. When I was in seminary, I met and got to know one Indian seminary student. And I got to know him and I began to ask him, can you share with me how you came to know the Lord and how you ended up in seminary? So he told me that he was a devout practicing Hindu. And he said one day he was desperate. He really needed to pray to his gods. He took his motorbike. He went around and went to the temple that he normally goes to. And lo and behold, he said that when he arrived, the temple gate was closed, locked. He couldn't even get hold of the priest. So he was so disappointed. He said, why does the temple have to be locked? He said, does it mean that the gods that have been worshipping sleeps now? And so I asked him, so what happened after that? He said, I got to know a Christian friend. I, I spoke to my Christian friend he said, I spoke to my Christian friend, and he began to share with me about the love of God, about the, the power and majesty of God and how He loves me and so on and this God that my friend worships when he prays, he says he's got direct line he says it's unlike calling a bank whereby you need credit, press one, you need, you need to speak to an operator press zero and so no, no, I got direct line I'm never put on hold and so Out of that, the Holy Spirit convicted his heart and said, yeah, this is the God that I'm worshipping, that I don't have to actually go to a temple. Where I am, I can pray, and he can hear and listen to me, to my prayer. And so that's how he became a Christian, and then God called him to full-time ministry. He ended up in the seminary, and now he is a pastor, pastoring his own church. And so friends, it is a reality today that there may be some people who think that the God that you worship is a God who sleeps. But we want to thank God that our God is 100% alert. Nothing ever catches our God by surprise. Not even your sickness. If you have received a report from your doctor recently about certain illness in your life, don't think that God was caught off guard. God knew you think God doesn't know the marital problems that you are going through with your spouse? Do you think He doesn't know the pain that you are going through? Do you think that He doesn't know the confusion? Do you think that He doesn't know that you are trying to resolve this with your spouse? He knows. Even if you receive a parking ticket yesterday, you think God doesn't know? God knows that you received a parking ticket how about your financial problems? You think God is caught off guard. Oh, you so and so, you, suddenly my son, you got financial problems. No, God knows that you are having a financial problems and that you really needed help. And He's waiting for you to come and offload and ask God to help. Why? Because He's a God who does not slumber. He's a God who doesn't sleep. He can always be there for us when we need His help. You know, sometimes when you say, Pastor, are you sure that God is always there and He's always there for us? You know, let me ask all of us this question. Is the sun always there or not? I want to tell you that the sun is always there. It is just that when it is cloudy and windy that you cannot see the sun, then we think that the sun is not there. Actually, the sun is there. It's blocked by the clouds and so on. So it's the same. When you go through your problems in your life, you may think, God, you have abandoned me. God, where are you? God is always there. It's because you are looking at your problems instead of to the Creator of heaven and earth and say, God, I know that you are there even though I'm going through these problems because you are a faithful God. You see, friends, because our God doesn't sleep, He doesn't slumber, you can sleep. But please don't sleep in this service now. You want to sleep, go back and sleep. Last night I said that the only person who can sleep and this morning, because Pastor Lydia is here, I can safely say that if they, the only two person who can sleep is Pastor Isaac and Pastor Lydia because they are jet lag. But the rest of us, we cannot sleep because you're not travelling. So because God doesn't sleep, you can sleep and be assured that He will look into your problems for you. He will be with you. He will keep you. Thirdly, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. This is where they face the weather. It's very hot when they travel. Unlike us today, that you and I, we travel in an air conditioned car. Even at home, when it is so hot you cannot sleep at night, you turn on the aircon. But those people, they don't. Imagine if you're hot, you don't turn on the aircon in your room and the fan doesn't help, you will be sweating and probably for some of us, you cannot sleep. Mind you, you're in your room. But these people are out there at the mercy of the sun. They don't, if they don't have enough water to drink, they will face sunstroke or heat stroke and, and they can die. So here they recognize that God is their shade. Not only daytime, but nighttime. Because when the nighttime comes, the moon comes out. And many people will say that when the moon, when it's a full moon that comes, many strange things can happen to certain people. The moon is called lunar. So when people act strangely, we say that these are lunatics. So the word lunatics, the word lunatics comes from the word lunar, comes from the word moon. And so they need pe- they need the protection of God. You know, when I was courting Pastor Chaibi before we got married, many of us use this. So when it is raining, I will open the umbrella, she'll walk beside me, I'll put my shoulder over her, depending on where the the, the rain is coming. I will tilt the umbrella. Make sure that she doesn't get wet. But I get wet, it's okay. When the sun comes out also, we hold the umbrella. Until today, I still do protect her from the rain. Now friends, if you as a spouse knows how to protect and watch over your wife or your husband or even your children, you will put a shade over them. What makes you think that God will not do this for you? God will do that for you. A God will be a shade for you and also He will, he will not slumber. I mean, all of us are parents. Like, I mean, like Zach Chai, he, he has Gabriel. When, the, when Gabriel was a baby, I'm sure he and Michelle doesn't sleep very much because they want to look after their babies. So it's the same. If you as parents know how to look after your children, God will do even more for you because God doesn't sleep and He is a shade at your right hand. The other word for shade is also shadow. A shadow will follow you wherever you go. Your shadow will never leave you unless of course you go to a dark room where there's no light. And so you and I, we can take comfort that the Word of God promises us that I am with you always, even to the ends of the world. No matter where we go, what situation that you are in this morning, today, how we feel, who opposes you, the pain that you are going through, the suffering, the confusion. You think that you know it alone? No, God knows the pain that you are going through. No matter what you are going through, God knows and God is here for you this morning and what a comfort it is that God is for you God is with you and God is in you you know when we get tired we feel depressed feeling weak and you you think that you cannot take another step all you have to do is to just come and rest in the presence of God because Jesus says come to me those who are weary and tired and I will give you rest. He will support us and shelter us just as He sheltered the Israelites from their circumstances. He shelters us too. God can be depended upon. Our friends, our doctors, our lawyers, our bankers, our teachers, they have limited time, they are finite people there's only so much that they can help us. But when you and I turn to an infinite God, a God of resources, a God of power, a God of wisdom, a God who loves you, who knows you by name, who knows how many hairs you have right now today on your hair. And He's going to know how many hairs are going to drop off afterwards. Yeah, He, he, he knows you so intimately. This is the God that you and I should turn to whatever your circumstances in life is. He's is committed to walk with us, to journey with us. The American Indians had a unique practice of training young braves. On the night of a boy's 13th birthday, after he have taught, been taught the skills of hunting, of fishing, of tracking, and other skills, the last test that he will be given is he will be taken out of his village many miles away. And he will be blindfolded and he will be taken to a forest, a thick forest where he will be left there alone. And this 13-year-old boy will have left his village for the first time. He never left his village before, but this is the first time in a totally new place and in a jungle and every crack or every branch that breaks will create that kind of concern and fear in him and he will be looking into the pitch darkness to see whether is it a wild animal or what is there and so as he doesn't sleep because out of fear out of concern that he might be attacked by wild animals in a jungle He waited until dawn, and when he saw the sun rising at the horizon, and he could see the the shape of the tree, of the branches, of the path of his surrounding, one thing that caught his eye was he caught the sight of a man with a bow and arrow standing behind a tree. Next to a tree, sorry, not behind, next to a tree. And as he looked further, he said, oh, that is my father, who is there ready to protect me with his bow and his arrow. He didn't realise that his Father was there. So friends, it is the same with our Heavenly Father. You may be thinking that you are alone, but He is there, nearer to you than you ever realise. Thirdly, God will keep us from all harm. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever. Maybe some of us begin to wrestle and say, is it really true that verse 7 says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Maybe some of you, like I said, Pastor, you don't know. Yesterday I went to see a doctor and I've been given this news by my doctor about my health. Maybe you heard about someone who passed away. Say, God, If this is all true, how can this be, when I am receiving all this? If it is true, why am I suffering? Why am I in pain today? Friends, we do not want to downplay the pain in your life. We do not want to say that it is nothing. We want to acknowledge that yes, you are going through the pain. You are going through the confusion. You are feeling lost today. You're feeling lost this morning. But I want to assure you that it is that every person, Christians and non-Christians alike, we do go through problems in our life, challenges in our life, because nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that after you become a Christian, you will be problem-free. No. We will still face challenges and problems in our life. But the thing is this, that God is with you when you go through your problems, your challenges in your life, in your times of hardship, in your suffering, when you cry quietly, silently behind closed doors. God knows because the Bible tells us that every tear that you cry is bottled up So in a sense, God is keeping you even though we are experiencing difficulties. We can take courage. We can be encouraged also from Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 that says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. The word everything means the good, the bad and the ugly. If you and I don't go through problems and issues in our life, why would Paul even say, causes everything? You probably say that God will cause good things to work together for good. But he says everything. Romans 8, 31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, the Christians are facing opposition. People are against them as well. So it is a challenge in their lives. That is why Romans 8.38 is given to us as encouragement. If God is for us, who can be against us? And Romans 8.37-39 verse 30 to 39 says, No, in all these things, who we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, here it shows us that you and I will face problems because He says you are more than conquerors. If you have no problems and you have not conquered, how can you become a conqueror? So it is common for us to have problems in our lives. But in spite of the problems in our life, the bad things that happen in our life, God in His mercy, in His grace and His wisdom will turn it around for our good because nothing can stop God's purposes for our life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in our life. Finally, Psalm 121, verse it says, The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. This is a promise that you can claim. That He is watching over you now, today, and forever. That means in the future as well. Why? Because He's a God who never sleeps, never slumbers. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus said, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. So what a wonderful promise it is that God is journeying with you. He's our helper. God is our protector. God will keep us from all harm. I'd like to have the worship band come back. Friends, we are all on a journey We may not be journeying to Jerusalem, to the temple, but nevertheless, you and I are on a journey. And like it or not, on this journey, it can be challenging, it can be treacherous. And it is only wise for us if we were to turn to God. Just like the psalmist says, that you and I, we are to trust God Because He is a God who cares for us. He is there to help us. Where does your help come from? When your world is breaking apart or falling apart, or even if your world is not falling apart, who is your helper this morning? Who is your helper today? Will you respond like the Psalmist says in Psalm 121 verse 1? And two, it says, I lift up my eyes to the heels. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Will you this morning, friends, echo the same confidence like the psalmist who says that my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. This morning, I'd like to talk to two different groups of people. The first, the first group would be if you have been in PCC, either you step in for the first time today or you have been with us for quite some time and you may not have this personal relationship with the God that I just shared from Psalms 121. But I want to assure you that Psalms 121 is for you and god wants to watch over you the thing is is will you also want to have this relationship with god a god who knows you intimately in fact god sent his son jesus to die on the cross for you as well many of us who are here have that relationship with with god with jesus And I wouldn't want to let this opportunity pass for you, pass you by. If you are not a Christian this morning, I want to let you know that there's a God who loves you more than you will ever know. Will you want to receive Him as your own personal Lord and Saviour? If you are here and you want to receive Jesus with all eyes closed, with no one looking, All I need you to do is just to quickly put up your hands and put it down and we'll pray together with you corporately. Is anyone here? Is anyone here? If you are here for the first time or you've been here with us, you have no relationship with God. Okay, Maybe you are shy and you do not want to put up your hands. You can speak to any of the pastors here later after the service. You know one I would like to share talk to is, I know that all of us here do carry burdens, challenges. In fact, some of us may be worried, worrying and full of anxiety. Maybe you you, you need to make decisions and you just don't know what kind of decisions to make. And maybe you're looking to God for healing. It doesn't matter if it's a terminal illness or it doesn't matter if it is just common flu and say God I need a touch from you this morning whatever your situation is God is here He wants to touch you He wants to minister to you He wants to heal you He wants to be your helper Will you allow Him to be your helper? If you are as we worship God in this song as we stand together now You just come forward. We have pastors and leaders who will lay hands together with you. You know, just understand that when you're responding, you're responding to the invitation of God. Not by my invitation, but you are coming and say, God, I want to meet you here this morning because I have a need. And only you can meet my needs. Thank you, Lord.